This is Frontiers in Learning, a program focused on education and its role in meeting the needs of our area's changing economy. I'm Chris Shovlin. Today, we'll meet Dr. Jennifer Cushman, the newly appointed chancellor at Penn State Beaver. We'll talk about all that campus has to offer. Then we'll chat with Jeremy Angus about Class Academy. It's an alternative school right here in Beaver County for kids with difficulty meeting the requirements in the traditional school setting. And we'll meet Zach Mandola, an amazing young student from Monongahela, Pennsylvania, who starred as the Phantom of the Opera at Lincoln Park Performing Arts Charter School. But first, Dr. Jennifer Cushman, the Chancellor of Penn State University's Beaver Campus. She comes to the Beaver Campus after serving as Campus Dean of Ohio University at Zanesville. Dr. Cushman, thank you so much for being on Frontiers and Learning today. Welcome in. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Let's first talk about the differences between Zanesville, Ohio, and Beaver County, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm sure that there are a few. Well, you know, there, there are some similarities, actually. Both um, are in areas that, that can be considered economically depressed um, and with with citizens who are really working to change the quality of life for everybody. And I appreciate that about both of them. Uh, what I appreciate more about Beaver County is um, the natural beauty. We have, you know, trees and hills and the river bluffs, and I find the community to be uh, warm and welcoming. Now, you've been a uh, regional campus director before. What advantages do you see Penn State Beaver having uh, over some of the other regional campuses with which you've been affiliated down through the years? Well, um, I think Beaver Campus benefits from being close to Pittsburgh. That kind of proximity can attract uh, people from outside of the region, which is something that with uh, declining um, high school graduates, that's something important for the regional campuses. Uh, within the Pennsylvania State University system, the name Penn State carries a lot of weight as well. So that's, that's an advantage, I would say, to some of the other institutions I've uh, been affiliated with. And I think Penn State Beaver itself has a great staff, really professional, warm, and welcoming and supportive of the students. What about the size of the campus itself? Uh, obviously, there are some advantages going to a smaller school, even though it is is the huge Penn State University? Yeah, actually, that's I think one of the one of the biggest pluses of, of the Beaver campus is we. I've spent my career at small liberal arts institutions, and I really like the sense of community that you can form. And at Penn State Beaver, you've got that really close support for the students, but with um, affiliation with a larger institution and a public university price. Dr. Jennifer Cushman is the chancellor of Penn State University's Beaver campus. After uh, serving as campus dean of Ohio University at Zanesville, she is also providing general oversight of the office of campus director of the nearby uh, Penn State Shenango campus, which is up in Sharon. So th they're getting their money's worth out of you, they aren't they? They are. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, tell us about, uh, you know, managing uh, uh, traveling between both campuses and, and dealing with uh, two distinct student bodies, two distinct faculties. Yeah, and they are very different campuses. Um, the Sharon region um, has its own challenges, and I think um, Beaver being a bit closer to Pittsburgh um, doesn't have quite as much to contend with. But the Shenango campus has an extremely capable campus director in Joanne Carrick, and I'm so fortunate to have her um, in the region to really take um, over what needs to be done at Shenango. And I would say I'm there more as a consultant in a way, and I do um, go to the campus quite frequently, uh, but, uh, but, I'm, but I'm more day-to-day -day functioning at the Beaver campus. Speaking of Beaver, let's focus on the campus here. How much is the Beaver campus engaged with local school districts, businesses, corporations, with Beaver County in general? Um, I think be the Beaver campus has always been engaged with the community. Um, certainly as a Commonwealth campus, one of the missions is to 
um, contribute to cultural and economic development of the region in which we are. Um, I think we can do a better job, though, and that's one of one of the strengths that I bring to the position um, in that I've been, I've been kind of meeting with local community leaders and getting a sense for the region and in what ways Penn State Beaver can contribute to those areas. What about the connection with the future of Beaver County? I mean, it's no secret that Shell is building a massive plant over in, in Potter Township, just down the hill from uh, from your campus. And I'm wondering how the local colleges and universities are addressing uh, not only uh, Shell's arrival here, but the future needs and the future job opportunities. That's a really good question. I think one of the important aspects to that is ensuring the sustainability of the economic development that will come. So we're fo- focusing on um, making sure that our students are prepared for the ancillary businesses that come along with Shell, not just working for Shell. Um, We're doing that in a number of ways. Uh, We're working closely with uh, the Community College of Beaver County, particularly through our continuing education program, to um, figure out a way to package a a whole system of industry training opportunities from entry level all the way through management. And I think through the collaboration of higher education institutions in the county, we can really complement what we do and present uh, to the community uh, what we can do to meet its needs. Another way that we're we're working towards uh, meeting those needs is meeting with industry partners to have them inform um, what our academic offerings are. We've added a project and supply chain management major, which I think we, is going to be quite successful in, in meeting the needs of the community. We've also added an accounting degree, and we're in the process of adding biology, which meets some of these healthcare needs. We're uh, also using the um, Allegheny Conference's um, report to really think what to project what what industries we might need to meet. Um, Some of the degrees we're considering in the future are some sort of engineering, maybe civil or mechanical, um, perhaps some kind of energy degree, and cybersecurity, which is really coming from that Allegheny Conference report. I think it's coming from the election, too. That's probably true as well. (laughs) Yes, we're hearing about it a lot. Speaking of the Allegheny Conference and and their report, and I've been to a few of their sessions uh, down through the past months, actually uh, dating back over a year now, and job preparedness and workforce preparedness is a key issue in their opinion. Absolutely. And I think at Penn State Beaver, um, we not only make sure that we provide the skills needed for specific jobs, but really for any job in the 21st century. We don't really know what the future jobs will bring. So we're making sure our students have the critical thinking and flexibility to adapt to any sort of position that they might hold. Dr. Jennifer Cushman is my guest on this edition of Frontiers in Learning. She's the chancellor of Penn State University's Beaver Campus. We're talking about Penn State, its relationship with Beaver County, and uh, student life. Let's get on to that subject a little bit. What about campus life here at Penn State Beaver? It, like many small campuses, it's it's got a uh, supportive and um, exciting campus life. We have a number of uh, student affairs programming that we we have the resources of the Pennsylvania State University behind us, as well as the programming opportunities. So we can do that and tweak it to our own Beaver County um, characteristics. So. I, ha- I have to ask also, uh, you are a uh, among uh, a number of people in the new breed of college administrators here in this area. We have a new president at Geneva, uh, a, a guy who's been here just for a few short years at the Community College of Beaver County, brand new president at Robert Morris. Mm-hmm. Duquesne just installed a new president. What is it with the educators and all the changes locally? Yeah, I think there's a, a sea change in higher education in general. Uh, we, it is the 21st century. We have to think about things a little bit differently, and higher education is responding to those needs in various ways. Um, certainly, we at Beaver are considering what do our students need to know and be able to do to meet the needs of the 21st century. Century. Uh, a couple of the initiatives we're engaging in are um, global learning. So how do our students, we know that 
students, even if they don't leave the county, are going to engage with people who are different from them and may have to interact with people across the world through distance technologies. So that's one area we're going to be exploring, connecting students in the classroom with people around the world through technologies. Um, another area we want to be sure to instill in our students is a sense of, a sense of entrepreneurial leadership. And we have been talking with um, the Franklin Center uh, in Aliquippa and also the Extension Office of Penn State to think about how we might start some sort of uh, business accelerator in the county that would also have a community kitchen and have job training opportunities and meet, and maybe after school opportunities so that we can start working towards um, a creative sense uh, approach to business. We're beginning this semester, in fact, with a Lion's Den event, which is sort of like a shark tank, and we're hoping to get some good uh, ideas from our students for their business opportunities. And of course, uh, ideas continue to grow from college campuses all over the all over the nation, all over the world, and uh, here at Penn State Beaver as well. Dr. Cushman, uh, just personally speaking, you're among uh, one of the younger administrators uh, in college life. Uh, even in your short time in education, comparatively speaking, how have you seen education change? and evolve? And, and what strikes you the most about the changes? I think there are different pressures facing higher education right now, things to respond to, and we can see them as um, challenges or we can embrace them as opportunities. Uh, one of those is increasing um, attention to the accountability of higher education. And I think we can meet that by saying, here's what we know and here's how we know and assess what our students are actually learning and make sure that they're learning what we want them to learn and what will help them benefit in the future. Uh, another area is the area of technology. So so we know that um, online learning is something that that is here and it's not going to go away. So we've got to make sure we use it to the best advantage of our students, um, not through impersonal MOOCs, but rather through creating an environment online that is supportive as much as the classroom environment. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for coming in and joining me on Frontiers of Learning. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Prepare for in-demand careers coming to your region. By enrolling in Community College of Beaver County's Process Technology Program, you will have access to industry-approved curriculum, hands-on learning, on-site instruction with CCBC's industry partners, plus much more. In just two years, you will be a certified process technician or operator. Learn more at ccbc.edu slash ptech or by calling 724-480-3504. Lincoln Park's most loved and cherished holiday tradition, the Nutcracker. Follow Clara into the fantabulistical land of sweets in this holiday classic. The show runs November 15th through the 18th in the Main Stage Theater. Tickets for sale in the box office. Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center. Quality entertainment close to home. For more information, go to lincolnparkarts.org. Lincoln Learning Solutions is a Beaver County-based nonprofit organization whose mission is to empower learning communities by providing them with products, strategies, and services aligned with proven educational practices. Lincoln Learning Solutions is the creator of Lincoln Empowered, a comprehensive new pre-K through 12 online curriculum that offers the highest degree of flexibility and personalization possible. Want to learn more? Visit www.lincolnlearningsolutions.org. 
Jeremy Angus began working with the Prevention Network and Class Academy as CEO in July of 2013. Now, prior to his role, he served as chairman to the agency's board of directors. He also earned a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration from Duquesne University in Pittsburgh with a focus on marketing. Before joining the Prevention Network and Class Academy, Jeremy served as the director of development for Bishop Canavan High School in Pittsburgh South Hills and as a business manager for the local television show Consumer Sense with Audrey Gus. Gusky, and he's been a marketing consultant and provided expertise in PR for several organizations throughout the region. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me today on Frontiers in Learning. Absolutely. Happy to be here. What is Class Academy? That's why you're here today. We're here to talk about Class Academy, so just define it for us. Tell us what it is and what it does. Absolutely. Class Academy is a local alternative education school for disruptive youth students. So students in grades 7 through 12 who have been kicked out of their public high schools for one reason or another, whether it's uh, truancy or whether that's getting into a fight or a series of discipline issues, ultimately they come to us every day. Uh, it's a chance for us to get them back on track and ideally either back to their public school or onto post-secondary education. When you talk about local kids and, and local public schools, are you talking about all the school districts in Beaver County? Absolutely. So we will service within an hour bus ride. So our location, uh, the school's actually located in Baden, Pennsylvania. So uh, anywhere within an hour bus ride is who will service. So usually goes all the way over to Montour. Avonworth, and then, of course, all of Beaver County as well, too. Okay. We're talking about Class Academy, which is a school here in Beaver County. Jeremy Angus is the CEO of Class Academy. How personalized is the instruction, and how detailed is the instruction at Class Academy? So while the students at Class Academy, they'll receive everything as close to a regular school as possible. So no, at any time, a student will never have more than 10 students inside of their classroom. And for us, we're a family. Uh, Class Academy, most of our students don't have a family at home. Actually, currently every student enrolled in my facility either has only their original mother or their father in their home, not both uh, parents at the same time. So in many ways, every day we become mom, dad, brother, and sister. So we laugh together, we cry together, we get angry together. Uh, creating that environment is, um, if that shows how close we are, uh, that's how personalized the education is as well. Obviously, it's specialized education as well. Uh, what are the different things that Class Academy offers that a traditional school might not offer? Absolutely. So first and foremost is going to be behaviors. So our students aren't going to be able to work inside that regular public school setting for one reason or another. So our job first and foremost is to alter their behaviors. And in our case, it's working on basic rules. Uh, Class Academy, we run through a point system where students earn a series of points through eight periods a day, as well as another series of points during their arrival. They're in points in five categories. It's CLASS, considerate, language, accountability, safety, and style. One point in each of those categories in all of their classes. Uh, what that does is allows the students to really focus in on what he or she really needs to work on for their behaviors to function in a regular school setting. All right. Jeremy Angus is my guest in this edition of Frontiers in Learning. We're talking about the Prevention Network and, in particular, Class Academy. I would think that it takes a specialized faculty to do this. It absolutely does. So all of our teachers are certified Pennsylvania teachers, and many of them do have special ed education degrees as well. 
college. So we have a good mixture of regular and special education students at our facility. But in many ways, all of our kids can benefit from having a teacher who has the ability to work with all types of students. Uh, all of our students are also highly trained when it comes to whether it's restraint training or uh, training in FBAs or behavior management. All of our staff is highly trained. One of our most trained staff is our school counselor. Uh, Ms. Metzler-Dinsmore is our school counselor, a local Beaver County girl who has uh, gone on to earn her master's and has done an incredible job in uh, becoming a behavior specialist as well for our students. So she provides an insight that maybe is even more than, than the rest of us can as to how to work with those students one-on-one. Obviously, Jeremy, you have a unique student body. Uh, I'm wondering about precautions uh, and extra precautions uh, that you have to take to ensure safety, not only to others, but to the students themselves. Absolutely. So our school is an incredibly safe environment. Uh, with that, we do have a full-time police officer on site from the Baden Police Department every single day. Uh, to be truthful, that officer is pretty bored most of the day. Uh, <laughs> That's he, good news. It's great news. We, we <laughs> love having it. Uh, with that, all students are patted down, wadded down every day they come in. When a student comes into our facility, they are in a uniform. So we require students to be in a class academy, class academy personalized uniform that allows the students to come in and not have hoodies, jackets. So you're not going to see a chance to bring something into our facility. Immediately upon arrival, they have lockers in which they put everything in their lockers, and they'll get that back at the end of the day. Inside our facility, no hoodies, no jackets. Kids have fleeces or gym T-shirts as well. So the uniforms have uh, done a lot for both security as well as the bullying on site as well, too. I'm sure no colors as well either, Absolutely, right? absolutely. Okay. All right, we're speaking with Jeremy Angus. He is with Class Academy. We're finding out what Class Academy is all about. It's a school here in Beaver County dealing uh, with some very special troubled youths and uh, obviously uh, trying to get them back into the regular fitting of, uh, of the school system, I absolutely. would imagine. Absolutely. All right. What about, uh, you know, some of the things that you offer? You had mentioned that... Uh, uh, the lion's share of these kids, if not all of them, are coming from single parent homes. Uh, do you deal with their families at all? Do you work with families? We do. So we work through family engagement. Uh, you know, while we are their family from eight until two, uh, they have a family to go home to. And we want to make sure that we can integrate ourselves as part of that as much as we can. Uh, with the students, one of the things we do is we'll do a free family meal night. We open those up to the community. Uh, our students will actually host a meal once a month for anybody in the community to come to. Uh, we will cook the food. Everything is free of charge. Uh, they happen usually on the third Thursday of every month where we open up our doors and it allows the students to bring their family members in but not feel like we're having a dinner just for them. It allows us to bring anybody in need in the community as well as their families into our doors. Uh, the parents uh, we, with a small student body uh, will never usually reach more than about 45 in a year. I have every parent's cell phone number just a, a, a speed dial away inside. And our parents will call us for other things, looking for resources to help both the other family members of their household as well as their students at Class Academy. So we become just as close to the parents as we do with the kids. How is the school funded? Uh, so the school is funded by actually local school districts purchasing seats at Class Academy. Currently, there is no government funding that directly funnels to Class Academy. Years ago, there was, but that funding model has changed. And it does provide a unique challenge. Uh, you know, you'll start your year with maybe only 15 or, or 16 kids. And as you grow and more slots uh, get sold by kids needing those, ultimately the financial challenge of that uh, becomes less and less throughout the year. But uh, in the beginning, it's a pretty big facility and, and a lot of logistics go into running the school. Uh, as, you know, places like Lincoln Park and, and all of our other public schools know, uh, it's not cheap. And um, so the local school districts, uh, so really local tax dollars, are going to really follow that child to help get them that education they need. Jeremy Ang 
Angus is with me. He's my guest in this segment of Frontiers in Learning. He's the CEO of Class Academy. Do you set specific goals for each child, or is there a, a group goal? And I, I understand you're, you're trying to rehabilitate. Is that the right word, rehabilitate these kids? Get them back on track. Get them back on back track. Back on track. Trying to get them back on track. Is the goal to get them back in their homeschool districts? It absolutely is. So once a student arrives at Class Academy, they'll be given a series of four or five different goals. Uh, ultimately, those goals are all based around behavioral needs, but they can be rooted in academics and attendance as well. Those students, those four goals, will follow that child while they're at Class Academy, ultimately working on those goals every single day. Uh, Class Academy, about two years back, when we really restructured and redesigned the entire program, ultimately we designed a program called Steps to Success. Uh, it really is a comprehensive document that's about 25 pages for every kid. Uh, that really includes their family history with that student, if they have any diagnoses, what their educational needs are. And then at the end, it incorporates their goals. So every student at the end of their Steps to Success meeting, which will happen twice a year, uh, we would all need to say, uh, those the school administrators, the teachers, us as well, be able to say yes, that they've accomplished all of their goals. That's their ticket back to their home school. Now, some students, our environment, uh, we get the question a lot. Well, I'm doing so good here. I don't want to go back. Or <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun. I don't want to go back. Yeah. They do. Uh, we get that a lot. And the state has been excellent in allowing us to provide those students with transition plans. And those can take as long as they need. We've had students that have been on transition plans for a year and a half, uh, just really cycling them back into their home district. Maybe they're playing sports or maybe they're trying one day a week there. Uh, you know, we've noticed that throwing a child right back into their home school because of what their experience is like at Class Academy is very hard. Jeremy, thanks for doing the work that you do. Best wishes in the future. And we want to hear more about Class Academy as time goes by. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Chris. I appreciate being here. Community College of Beaver County has been leading, educating, innovating, and inspiring students and our community for 50 years. And we're just getting started. Tomorrow holds even more promise with a growing number of new programs, partnerships, and pathways serving a more diverse student body. Be sure to join us in celebrating our great history and achievements by visiting the 50th anniversary website at ccbc.edu slash 50th sharing your CCBC story on social media, or attending our many special events. Now is the time to find your way to CCBC, educating Beaver County since 1966. Lincoln Learning Solutions is a Beaver County-based nonprofit organization whose mission is to empower learning communities by providing them with products, strategies, and services aligned with proven educational practices. Lincoln Learning Solutions is the creator of Lincoln Empowered, a comprehensive new pre-K through 12 online curriculum that offers the highest degree of flexibility and personalization possible. Want to learn more? Visit www.lincolnlearningsolutions.org. Elf Jr. tells the classic fish-out-of-water story with a holiday twist. Buddy the Elf sets off on a comedic quest to find his true identity in the big city. Along the way, humor, joy, and holiday cheer is spread to the audience. Elf Jr. stars an all-underclassmen cast with Shea Curran as Buddy, directed by Ross Rains. Tickets for sale in the box office, running for December 1st through the 4th on the Main Stage Theater. Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center. Quality entertainment close to home. For more information, go to lincolnparkarts.org.
Welcome back to Frontiers in Learning. Zach Mandola is my guest. He's a senior musical theater major at Lincoln Park Performing Arts Charter School in Midland. Zach, as I understand it, you're from Monongahela, Pennsylvania, and you previously attended Ringgold High School. His credits, by the way, at Lincoln Park include Les Mis, West Side Story, Disney's The Little Mermaid, and uh, Sweeney Todd from the Pittsburgh Musical Theater. Zach, I have to ask you, what made you decide to leave Ringgold and, and come to Lincoln Park during your senior season? Well, one of my good friends here told me about all the opportunities that they present to their students here. And being that I want to go into musical theater as a profession, it just sounded like an amazing experience to have in my career before my career, I guess. <laughs> it, is, it is your career before your career. Uh, are you still living at home? Are you, are you making that commute every day? Yes, I have about an hour and a half commute every day to and from school. Uh, I drive myself. Sometimes I take the bus, but yeah. That's pretty cool. Let me ask you about traveling here uh, and, and, and doing that commute. Uh, you know, obviously that's a lesson in and of itself. Yeah, it's, it, ta uh, it takes a lot of de dedication. Um, getting myself up that early and you know trying to focus on driving but you know i got to do what i've got to do well zach they tell me you're a 40 student factoring in the commute how tough is it for you to find time not only to rehearse but to study i mean you know you have to go to class too um yeah you know it, it, it just it's part of the dedication uh grades have always been my number one thing you know they get me where i am and i just like to make sure that before I rehearse, I make sure that my studying has been kept up with. Absolutely. Zach Mandola is my guest on uh, this segment of Frontiers in Learning. He's a senior musical theater major at Lincoln Park Performing Arts Charter School in Midland. Now, what got you interested in musical theater? How did you catch the bug? So I saw a community theater production that my sister was in, and that's what sparked my interest. And I studied with that little acting studio for about three years, I think maybe four, and then I just kept progressing up and it's been a passion ever since. It's incredible. I read a newspaper article about you and about uh, how you have an older piano in your home and how you got involved in music as well. Yes, I actually, before musical theater, my first passion was piano. Uh, we did, we had a very old wonky piano downstairs <laughs> and I started lessons with Robert Rossi, he lives in my neighborhood, a good friend of mine now, and he just got that passion started and actually last year I was a piano major here before musical theater. Um, but yeah, I think that's really helped me throughout all of my progress in musical theater and definitely has given me a boost. I wish I had a piano here to show everybody how good you are, but you've really, you've impressed some professors at some places of higher learning, like West Virginia University, from what I understand. Yes, that's true. After uh, Mr. Rossi, he said that he wanted to take me to Dr. Milton Berger of WVU, and he became my teacher for about a year and a half, um, and I just learned so much from him, and it was a great experience. Zach Mandola is my guest. He is a senior musical theater major here at Lincoln Park Performing Arts Charter School. He's from Monongahela, Pennsylvania, previously attended Ringgold High School. He was the star of the show, and I can tell you this because I saw the show and I was blown away by the Phantom of the Opera. You played the Phantom. Tell me how challenging that was for you, or was it challenging for uh, you? Well, first off, it's my dream show, my dream role, so it was an honor getting to play that at this age. Um, it just takes a lot of, it's very self-involved. Um, he's a very passionate character. Um, so it takes a lot of just 
getting into yourself and finding, you know, how how deeply emotion, you know, emotional he is. It, it was definitely a challenge, um, but it was one of the most interesting and most exciting roles I've played. The Phantom not only is emotional, he's a little bit crazy too. <laughs> uh, yes, I, you could argue that he's crazy, um, most definitely. Uh, most of his actions, though, are from his love for Christine. Um, so that motivates a lot of his actions. Some are most definitely crazy, but yeah, he's very involved, so. No doubt about that. Have you ever seen another production of The Phantom anywhere? Yes, I saw it in Pittsburgh twice, I think. Um, and I think that's when I re really, truly fell in love with it. Uh, it's a dream of mine to play it again, hopefully professionally one day. Hope I get that opportunity. Uh, but yeah, it always blows me away. How far do you want to take this, this theater thing? How far do you want to go? <laughs> you know, as cheesy as it sounds, Broadway is my goal. Um, I don't like accepting defeat, and I'll just keep trying to get up there as best as I can and as soon as I can. That's not cheesy at all. How about biggest influences? Who has influenced you uh, through your young life? And I realize you're still a high school student, but uh, you know, obviously you've had uh, music teachers, uh, directors, uh, producers uh, at various various levels. But who has influenced you so much so far? Um, definitely, Mr. Rossi has. Uh, just. He's one person that told me to keep going with everything and never stop. Uh, my voice teacher, Billy Mason, right now, my best friend, um, just, he's also a performer, and just seeing his journey, it's incredible. Um, I think just a, a lot of the people that I've worked with, seeing what they've achieved and what else there is to achieve, it just keeps me motivated to keep going. Is there another role out there you'd mentioned that was the Phantom of the Opera was your dream role? Is there another role out there that you haven't done yet that you want to do? Um, Oh man, that's a tough question. Uh, you know what, I'm not sure. Whatever life presents at me, I'll be happy to accept and take on a new challenge any day. Super. Well, congratulations so far uh, in your career, in your young career. Uh, again, I was blown away by your performance as the Phantom of the Opera. I told you that before the interview started. And uh, Zach, we wish you nothing but the wet, uh, nothing but the best. Obviously, I need to say break a leg because we don't say good luck in show business, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. And that's it for this week. Thanks to our guest and to you for listening. Frontiers in Learning comes to you through a grant from Lincoln Learning Solutions in cooperation with the Community College of Beaver County and the Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of this station's staff and management. You can find podcasts of this and all of our shows online at TalkShoe.com. Search Frontiers in Learning. If you'd like to suggest a topic or have a question or comment, please email your thoughts to Frontiers at LPPACenter.org. That's Frontiers at LPPACenter.org. The producer of today's show is Don Cameron. Music by Lincoln Park Senior Joey Finello. I'm Chris Shovlin, reminding you to tune in next week for another stimulating edition of Frontiers in Learning.